hello acharya ji it's an honor to talk to you today and thank you so much for giving me time to chat with us most welcome um so um as a researcher in public policy i spend a lot of my time trying to understand why marginalized sections of our society so when i say marginalized sections i'm talking about slum dwellers people tribal populations even a lot of rural section of our india they are marginalized because in many ways the government's policies or the programs that have been trying to implement for their progress for their welfare has not been able to achieve its desired results now a lot of it can be attributed to the fact that okay they are like they do not include the voices of the people themselves who understand what their needs are and so on now what i am really curious to understand is do you really think an understanding towards a spiritual perspective could actually help um, alleviate these gaps and maybe improve the policy making process uh, better if that makes sense see where do these inequities dissimilarities and exploitations come from they are not uh, mandated by the heavens and uh, there always have been inequities and man has always been exploitative the reason lies in our fundamental biological constitution when you go to the jungle how much compassion do you see you do see some kind of cooperation there right and that too is for the sake of survival food and sex compassion is very hard to find in nature hmm? exploitation you can find very easily opportunism you will find at every step every organism is caring just for itself it's just that in the jungle the animals do not have sharp intellects so they cannot uh, uh, carry on with their exploitativeness and opportunism for too long man is an animal at his core but a very gifted animal gifted the intellect the result is that uh, mankind suffers from problems that no other species does we not only exploit other species we exploit members of our own as well and we do that at every pretext possible in the last four decades we have lost more than 60% of our wildlife now just just let that sink in four decades and 60% of wildlife is gone some of the most abundant animals on this planet are just the ones that we slaughter for meat only they have been allowed to proliferate and they have not been allowed to proliferate they are forcibly uh, bred and cultivated all others have been wiped out 
Now that exploitative tendency we take to our own brothers and sisters as well. So uh, there is the division between black and white, between man and woman, between rich and poor, between one caste and another caste, one religion and another religion, one uh, nation and another nation. Even one age and another age. The reason is not ideological. The reason is existential. This ought to be understood. Had the reason been ideological, one better ideology could have taken care of the situation. We could have replaced the old and rotten ideologies with something new, enlightened, fascinating, liberal. And that new ideology would have delivered the goods. No, the problem is that all ideologies come from the same conditioned and animalistic mind. Therefore, they can be only marginally better than the preceding ones. What we require is an understanding of our existential condition. Who are we? Who is the one who talks? Who is the one who says, I am and therefore I want? These are the Two small things we never go into. I am and I want. Of these two, I am comes first. As long as I am, I will want just the selective welfare of who I am. If I do not know who I am, if I continue to be ignorant about who I am, I'll only want the selective welfare of who I think I am. But that which I really am not. So our desires are all products of our delusion. And therefore our de desires are also very violent. It's not just that the marginalized sections of the society are victims of oppression. Don't you see how kids are exploited within the family? Don't you see how the husband is violent towards the wife and the wife is violent towards the husband? Violent... Violence is ingrained in our DNA. And unless our consciousness is liberated of our DNA, there is no hope. Do you see what I am saying? We need a consciousness that is liberated, that is free of the bodily compulsions. Otherwise, we will just do what we are currently doing and that too at an increased speed. And that is happening uh, all around us. Don't you, don't you see that? Not only is destruction happening, destruction is happening at an accelerated pace. So, and when we see that uh, there is misery, there is suffering, that there are certain people who have been uh, victimized, then we sink deeper into our delusion. We start blaming others, a particular section, as the root cause of the problem. 
we do not realize that the root cause is within us. And unless uh, you have a you have an environment, you have an education system, you have uh, social stimuli that take people away from their animalistic tendencies. The same thing will continue to happen. One animal wants to grab the territory of another animal. Especially if the former is a bigger animal. One big country wants to grab the territory of a smaller country. But this we take as something a bit sophisticated. We discuss this in the United Nations. We talk of this as something at least uh, half serious and half intellectual. We sit in our uh, formal clothes and discuss the occupation of territory on high fora. But when one dog encroaches into the territory of uh, another dog, we look at it as uh, something uh, very ordinary, very lowly indeed. We do not see that the same thing is happening. And uh, unless we come to that sharp, quick, conclusive realization, uh, we'll, we'll keep giving respect to all the wrong things and we'll sink deeper into misery and we'll not realize why we are suffering in the first place. Can I ask a follow-up question if that's fine with you? Sure. Um, so for someone, let's say, who is up, who is poor and who is oppressed, um, he or she would know that I mean, and are aware of the fact that, well, they are poor and they do not have access to the resources that they would need for their upliftment. Right? And at the same time, they might, they might not even have the access, like say to education or like even understanding what they could do in like for them to come out of the of the traps that they are in under such a situation do you think there is a solution that can actually help in any kind of upliftment at all or do you say that we are actually like moving the gap is the gap between the haves and the have-nots is just widening further and further no, the question is what do the haves have <laughs> do they really have something worth coveting Indeed, uh, people need something. But what is it that we all do need? Right. Uh, no point running the same race. The have something, the haves have something. And if all the have-nots aspire to have the same, the same thing that the haves have, then all we'll have is disaster. Think of what will happen if the entire population of India is able to have the same per capita consumption as the population of US. Will we survive? Will the earth last even six months? Is consumption first of all the goal of uh, human life. 
and when i say consumption that includes education as well because our education is very much consumption centric so uh, you you talked of uh, the solution the superficial solution obviously is to bridge the gap and that you could do by various means you could do that by subsidies you could do that by affirmative action you could do that by uh, social schemes by reservations there, there is uh, so much that you can uh, do and if you do that there would be some positive impact and you are uh, entitled to feel good about it but so far and no more that takes you no further from than this if you really want wholesome change then you need a social system and education system to begin with that will be the first thing that encourages the right values and the moment i use the word values it starts sounding cliched even trite because the word values has uh, been abused so much and slighted so much it has lost its meaning it has become insignificant maybe we need another word to suit our minds we need to understand what is it that is first of all valuable in life and that is what each human being must have each kid that is born is entitled to have something in life the question is what is that something disneyland a trip to mars ivy league mba wonderful kind of clothing what what is it that we ought to have obviously there are the basic physical needs we require good food we require shelter but being a human being there is something more that we need something that animals do not need but we do and that's the central thing that i dare say is even more important than food and shelter i'm not discounting the importance of food and shelter so figure that out and ensure that everybody gets to have that otherwise uh, you can you can give uh, a car to every single person in the population of india and feel that you have created an equitable society you can give the right to vote to every single person and then see the kind of leaders they elect thank you so much acharya ji for your